0: Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome in to Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, we're here each week to give you our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders, before entering into the world of news and topics we find interesting. You know what I find interesting? You're sitting in an airport in San Diego, my old stomping grounds. Uh, yet another I, I texted my wife, you know, I got to do this thing with Adam. He's in San Diego, and she, the first thing is, she goes, what a life this guy lives. <laughs> how, how, did he, how did he get this life, and no one else has it? Cancun, Cabo, San Diego? Why don't you go to Des Moines once in a while? Well, that sounds awful. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. First off... Uh, made a very conscious decision not that kid. that hurts oh,
1: okay. you guys are, you guys gotta pay for school and, and allowances and books i got none of that like,
0: that's true that's true
1: uh and look look i have really five weeks to travel right in the summer like, that's, that's what the off-season is now in the nfl and i take full advantage of it and i i don't i'm not am not going to go anywhere boring I'm gonna go to fun places and uh, just for, you know, for this week, for those, especially, you know, I know we have uh, Raiders fans all over that listen, but for those in Vegas, very, very cool week down at San Diego, because uh, two of the starters for the Phillies obviously are Vegas kids and like true, true Vegas kids and uh, Bryce Harper and Bryson Stott. Bryson Stott literally, I think his, uh, the house where, where he grew up in is like a half mile from mine. So um, very cool to be able to come down here. I'm going to try to go to all four games with the uh, Padres Phillies. I'm sure the way things work out logistically with like 12 of us coming down here, it's not going to work out where we go to all four, but I'm going to
0: try. There's an ESPN uh, alert. Uh, I got for you. I don't even know what it was. Um, yeah, you, you're there for the, you're there for the Phillies against the Padres. Is so start is start, uh, still in the regular lineup. I haven't, I haven't, uh, he, he was really good, really hot for a while. How's he doing? Do you have any ideas? Do now we know what Harper's doing.
1: Yeah, he's been playing. Um, I should check, I guess, before, uh, I really get it to get uh too carried away with the going tonight. But um yeah, he's been playing pretty regularly. His average is not good, but he's shown some some promise. He had a couple of uh, really key hits, obviously a lot of people saw. Uh last couple of days I guess he's played second, hit ninth. I'm just looking right now. So he's in the lineup. Uh not you know, not a shiny batting average, but a lot of averages around the league aren't very good. And um he's a guy who's just learning, just came up. So um, yeah, he's uh he's he's a work in progress, but it's it's just very cool that You know, a major league baseball team has two key players in the lineup every day uh, that are from Vegas. It's it's still cool. It's still, you know, it's a growing town, but it's still kind of a small town. So it's cool.
0: Now, you still uh, you're in the old stomping grounds, Uh, went to college there. Any side trips down to my uh, dance contest victory in Tijuana? No, why? Why would that? I mean, why ruin a perfectly good trip to San Diego with with something like that? I'm not entering any
1: dance contest.
0: Well, the funny thing is I don't think I entered it anyway and I still won because I don't believe it was going on at the time. Uh, oh, they just wanted. Up, yes, they wanted me to get down from the bar. So they gave me a beer and said I won. Uh, so that that was a beautiful thing. I mean,
1: uh,
0: I, I'm a big fan kind of bub downtown. I don't even
1: know if that was around when you were here, but that's my bar. Me and my friends go there all the time. Um, I think last time we were there, we saw Max Scherzer there. Uh, that was Wait, fun.
0: Where is this now?
1: Bubs, it's right next. to It's literally next to the ballpark. I think it's called Bubs at the ballpark. Actually, uh okay, they
0: have, I don't know. They have I, these, I've been in Vegas a while. I don't know if it was there when I got when I was there.
1: Yeah, an unbelievable beer selection, great food, and by the way, a uh like a little mini court where you can shoot free throws. Basically, I mean, we you know when there's a lot of cocktails consumed, there's a one on one game. I don't think that's. I think that's kind of frowned upon. I think it's more just to shoot free throws. Uh, but a great, <laughs> you know, you uh. All right, who who makes more out of ten here? That person's buying, but you know that person doesn't have to pay for the next round. It's, it's a good time. So Scherzer was there, why? Because he's with the Dodgers at the time. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, we were down here for a baseball series, and he was it was Dodgers or was it? Yeah, I think it had to be Dodgers. Um, but uh, you know, whatever whatever the teams in town, you see players are after the game. It's it's definitely the the good the good spot to hang out before and after games. Well, l- listen, there's like a hundred of those spots in Gaslamp, but the yes. Our,
0: I think the gas lamps, very underrated. My, my, uh, stomping grounds was fifth street uh, club. It was a down, it's an underground club there. And, uh, that was great. But I think you agree gas lamps, very underrated when it comes to the club scene.
1: Incredibly underrated. It's a a great spot to hang out. Now I will say a bit sad because I was down here a week ago. Um, a lot of, a lot of bars and restaurants and gas lamps went out of business during, uh, during COVID. So um, hopefully some, some bounce back and we'll see, uh, spots reopened but there was definitely a lot of places that were gone still very lively and a lot of businesses but uh, that was certainly sad
0: you're basically waiting for your buddies to fly into the airport you're sitting in
1: yeah i got here too early that was that was my mistake and my flight was on time unfortunately all
0: right well let's talk some raiders uh hope you have a good time i know you will you never don't um, so one of the big stories this week had to do with and Sioux and the defensive linemen. He, he goes on ESPN and they ask him about the Raiders. It'd be a great place to play. And then he goes on Twitter. Raiders would be fun. A couple things here. One, I actually believe that this is him creating his own media world and trying to get his name out there because I don't know right now before training camps, before everyone really sees what they have, how much the market is for Sue. And I think he's not getting the feedback he wants. So all of a sudden, hey, someone asked me about the Raiders. Sure, I'd like to play for the Raiders. And Max Crosby and Chandler Jones has been texting me. What a great place it would be. I'm not so sure the Raiders have an interest right now. I don't. I'm not saying they won't. Once camp gets underway, to see what they really have. They have like 42 defensive tackles in that room. Uh, so they're gonna have to figure out who they like when they get to uh, when they get to training camp. But what did you make of his kind of media push there this week, getting his name out for the Raiders?
1: Yeah, I mean to be fair, that was uh, that was you know, ESPN reporter Mina Kimes who who asked it to him and threw it out there, and it's kind of her gimmick now. It's her, you know, she she talked about that. Her gimmick is if there's players that are unsigned, to have them on and really push them in directions of certain teams. Oh, I like you with this team. I like you with this team. And her first one was the Chargers, and she thought Chargers film, She thought it made sense, and then she threw the Raiders, and everybody you know got got freaked out about it because he smiled uh and clearly was interested um i think there is interest for sue i think if Stu is interested in any team that has a chance to compete uh for a playoff spot i think that's that's where he's got his career is what he wants to do um i think a lot of players throughout history have really been excited about vegas i know um, yeah. one thing to keep in mind with dominican sue who is obviously a great player uh, he is also one of the sharpest financial minds in the nfl um i i don't know how many how much people have fought his career and paid attention but that's that's kind of his, uh, his calling card is he's very educated financially um, to the point where, you know, obviously his, uh, his college days in Nebraska, he became friends with Warren Buffett. That's a long standing relationship and, and uh, he gets finances. And so it makes a lot of sense for him to go, if you're going to sign a contract late in your career, to go somewhere where there's a very tax friendly state. And, and that's part of his interest, I think, in the Raiders. But um, I think what you're seeing here is, and Donald Kuchu has an interest in some teams, the Raiders are one of them. The Raiders fans obviously are, you know, they see a shiny object and they'll jump at it and they want to see him. And I, I get that. He's still a really, really good player and I think he fits in really well as a team. So I get why the fans would be excited. But it seems like the fans are excited, and the Casu's excited, and Raiders front office is not excited. Um it's kind of seemed like that from the beginning. And I I am not saying they don't want him on the team, but that's not the calculation that you make when you're um when you're personnel people in your front office, when you're coaching staff. It's not just, like, you could have 150 players on your team if that was the case. You only have a certain amount of spots. You only have a certain amount, amount of money. And I think that they'd be interested in him at a very, very reduced price. But I don't think at whatever price he wants, they're going to give him. And I know, you know, I've seen fans say, oh, they have $20 million in cap space. It, are you sure you're just going to waste it on one guy and just throw it at him? Like, it, they'd find him if it was a friendly deal. They'd find him if it makes sense. But I think they have plans for this cap space, whether it be adding a couple of guys or doing some redone contracts that you know, take some cap space now and save some in the future. So I I think that they're, you know, they're patiently waiting to see where the price tag falls, but I don't think this is a, you know, this is a front office that's going to jump and say, hey, that was available. He wants to be here. Let's give $15 million. That's just not going to happen. But the last thing I'll say about this is I think it's a, it's showing us the stark contrast between the Raiders past and the Raiders present, where if the Raiders past, he would have already been on the roster and in a uniform and fans would already be looking at pictures of Adama can through the Raider. Like they would jump at that first shiny object. And that's not what this administration does.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask you about the money because in the last two years, he signed one year deals with Tampa for, I think like eight, five and nine 20 available on the Raider side. I wouldn't come close to eight, five or nine for him. Um, if he wants to take a really team friendly deal of between three to 5 million and you said, he's you know financially savvy. Then I think about it. But what they have on the offensive line, and like you said, maybe they want to redo some contracts. I think you I'm not saying lowball him. I I just don't think you give him upwards of what he's made. And then it's going to be up to him. And then it's going to be up to what the market bears for him. Like I said, I don't think anyone does anything, including the Raiders, till camp gets underway. I mean, don't you have to get into a game or two to see what you really have? Now, you know, people say, Well, you might risk losing him. Well, okay, you might risk losing him, but I'm telling you, it's it's not something I'd spend a ton of money on. And I, at this very minute, at this very minute, I just don't know if they have a lot of interest in him.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Like I said, I I think you know if they did, they would find a way to get it done, and they would go to him and say, hey, if you really want to be here, like, this is what we can offer you. And um, obviously, like you'd have to run the numbers, but just you know, off, spitballing off the top of my head, I think like a five million deal with the Raiders would be worth the same as seven and a half or eight million with the Rams or the Chargers or something like that. Um, so, so yeah, I think that they could, they could make it happen. If, if that's a guy that they targeted and said, he's the guy that puts us over the top. He's the game changer. He's the guy we stick in there. But again, he is, you know, on the, on the downside of his career, he's, he's almost at the end. He's looking for a place to play a year or two. And I think he would, he would fit into the defense. I think he's the kind of guy that would thrive for, you know, in a 20 to 25 play, uh, role for the Raiders with so much attention going to obviously uh Crosby and to Jones, like he would thrive in that role, I, I think. But again, you're not just gonna you're not just gonna throw a bunch of money at him, and I, I don't think he I don't think the administration believes that he's the missing piece. And if they did, they would have already made this happen. So um again, I think they're gonna wait around. I, I don't think it's necessarily waiting to see what you have. I think it's more, hey, look, if we get into training camp and you still haven't signed, and nobody's willing to offer you anything over three, like sure, we'll give you three and a half, four, something like that, maybe. Um. But I, I just don't think there's any rush on the Raider side. And I, I don't think there's a rush on Dominick's two sides. Like, he'll be able to sign somewhere when training camp starts, and he can miss maybe the first week or two of training camp. He doesn't need that uh, at this point in his career and probably doesn't want to do that at this point in his career. So there's no rush on either side here. If something gets done, it can get done maybe around training camp. But I, I just don't think um, there's as much interest on the Raider side as there is
0: You got some kids screaming at the airport, huh? Is he running up and down the, the aisles? Is that a kid there? It's, it's far away, but yeah, I could hear that in the background too. And now of course announcements are being made, I mean, I'm in a, I'm a very quiet corner down here, but uh,
1: there's always airport noise.
0: It's a small airport. It's a terrible airport. Well, I didn't say terrible, but it's very small. There's gates right next to each other. Um, I don't know how much traffic goes in and out of there in San Diego, but you get off the plane and you can be in the, you can be in the outside and waiting for your cabin about six seconds.
1: Oh, so it's good. It's convenient for that, but it's, it's a terrible airport if you're, if your flight's delayed or if you like right now have to sit around, I mean, there's like very few places to go um, to actually, you know, get dinner or drink or anything like that. Like, it's, and, and at the gate, Terminal 1 gate where Southwest is here, forget about it. it. It's like the worst gate area in the country. It's awful. But listen, that's about the only negative thing I'll ever say about
0: San Diego. Locals know the STN sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient signup locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN sports app today. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Let's back up. You flew Southwest. I did. Isn't that, isn't that a change for you? Aren't you Mr. Spirit guy? Well, I like the, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Southwest flight and uh, on the short flight, it's really easy. It's cheaper. And by the way, not the first time, my friend. It was a uh, I used points today. I've got some points. Oh, on you've got enough Southwest points to take a flight somewhere. Oh yeah. I'm now I'm more and more intrigued because you have pushed the Spirit Airlines on me like it's nobody's business. You say it's the greatest thing in the world, you yeah. know. You, and, and and I went on there. You said it's a forty nine dollars flight after the baggage and everything. I'm not paying that, by the way. But you say the seats are good. It's comfortable and it's a great airline. You don't bring a bag. You bring a backpack. You upgrade your seat. You're living large. It's great. Uh, by the way, also
1: using points on Southwest to Cabo in two weeks, so uh, get ready for that. I can't.
0: I can't believe you've got that many points on Southwest. And w- by the way, when's your Cabo trip? Uh, I literally. Oh, that training camp dates got announced today. By the way, now I, I, may... I said so. So the 18th for rookies, and then the veterans on July 20th. People out there should know July 20th, right? Veterans they they start earlier than anyone because they're in the Hall of Fame game against Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, just by coincidence. I don't know if I had a heads up or not, uh, but I am returning on the 19th. So, Oh, man. Good for Maybe you. Maybe I have some
0: intel. Did you have some inside info? I may have yeah, I'm coming back from Cabo on the 19th, and then uh, training camp starts on the 20th. So uh, it'll be well-timed. Ken, getting back to Sue, because, you know, I don't know, maybe Crosby and Jones is are our, our texting, you know, and how much he can help. Given how dynamic those two are supposed to be, and we know Sue is 35 and he's kind of, you know, he's definitely on the north end of things, uh, has not been himself for a few years, although he's really durable. He plays every game, but he's not what he once was in terms of tackles or sacks. Could he really help them? Do you interior wise? I mean, do you think, put it this way, they might want him, but do you think they need him?
1: No, no, I don't think they, I don't think they need him at all. I, it's a luxury at this point, but I think it's the Raiders are at a point. listen, we talked on this, on this podcast early on, on the off season. I thought that they should have not rebuilt, but I thought they should have retooled a little bit and played for two or three years from now. Um, that's not what they've done. They've they've played to go all in. You go to get Devontae Adams, you redo these deals and give some extensions and lock in some guys right now. Like you are playing for right now. There's no question. When you make that Devontae Adams trade, you trade away two, you know, first two picks, like you are trying to play for now. And and Dominican two is a move for now. So it would fit with what they're doing. And you're not thinking about the future with two. You're signing to a one-year deal. You're, you're saying, hey, he's based on this roster with this team and that's what you're doing. So I think it makes sense in that perspective, but um, that's, that's really the only perspective it, it makes sense. Because, yeah, they don't need him. They don't, they're not going into the season saying, how are we going to get a pass rush? How can we possibly generate a pass rush? They know how they're going to do that. They've got that ball. Uh, But he helps. I mean, he does take some attention away from those guys with what they need. And if you don't give him attention, he can still go get the quarterback and he can still really impact plays in the backfield. And playing in between those guys, he's not going to get that much attention from the offensive line. So he, he would have, I think, a really big year. I think he's a piece that makes sense. He fits. It's just not a necessity. And I don't think that they should break the bank for them, but I don't think they will.
0: Was that one of those welcome to San Diego? This is Mayor Joyce Jones Jones announcements? Uh no, I think it was more of the uh, the standard like every five minute, like don't leave your bags unattended. <laughs> okay. I like it. I like it. It's either one of two messages, the mayor or the governor welcoming you to the town, or don't leave your bags unattended. You uh You did a really good story this week um, with the Walton family purchasing the Denver Broncos and what it was worth. And you kind of changed it you localized it up into the Raiders, you know, no, no, uh, you know, uh, secret here, but when they were in Oakland, the cliche about Mark Davis is always the poorest owner in the NFL. There's nothing in Oakland. The the stadium stinks, but wait till he gets to Las Vegas and the brand new Allegiant stadium, what his worth will be, what the worth of the franchise will be. Now, in writing and about the Broncos, like I said, you localized it to how much more the Raiders might be worth because of this. Talk a little bit about that, and and if Mark Davis suddenly said today, you know what? It's been a fun ride, but uh, I'm out. Let's put this on the market. Where do you think they would sit in terms of a uh, uh, franchise? All
1: right, so let me start with that one. First of all, the reason we did this story obviously is not because we're saying they're selling the team or going to sell the team or anything like that. Because that's well, like, no, literally, right. that was like a flood of responses that I got on this. So, so be clear has nothing to do with that. There is other reasons why value is important. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, But in in addressing this, I also wasn't widely reported. Because I actually went and looked and had a hard time finding it, but I did find it. But in talking to some people around the league for the story, one of the things they said was, well, he's not selling. And I was like, yeah, I know he's not selling. And like, no, he can't sell. Like, well, why is that? So as part of the move, and it was widely reported with the Rams and Chargers, but maybe not as much so with the Raiders, the league put in a what's, what's called a flip tax. So they didn't, what they didn't want is teams driving up the value of the franchise by getting these big deals and moving to more lucrative markets. And it was really targeting the Chargers, let's be honest. But they didn't want these teams to move to these bigger markets just to sell, just to drive up the value and sell. Like, that's not the, that wasn't the point of the relocation. So it, it'll be depreciating over time. It's less and less each year. But there's somewhere between like a 10 and a 15% flip tax right now if the Raiders were to sell that Mark Davis would have to pay back to the league. So that's not going to happen for a while. Again, it's not going to happen anyway, but just so people know, um, they they did build in something so that you could just drive up the value of the franchise or the league. So that's part of it. Um, But, you know, according to people around the league, the value when it comes out in a couple of weeks, uh, according to Forbes, which does this every year, is going to be driven up a substantial amount. Uh, Last year was in the mid 3 billion, like 3.5, 3.6 billion. Probably about a billion more than that, like 4.5 to 4.6 billion, maybe, uh, that this team is going to be worth on paper, and that they actually went up for sale because of all the revenue streams that are coming in from both sports gambling, the digital rights that are, you know, that a lot of them just got sold, uh, the Amazon deal that just got done, the new Direct TV deal comes next year, so like there's all these new revenue streams coming in. So um, one person told me he thinks that they would be on the on the on the market for five billion dollars. Somebody else said, no, 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 far more than that 6 to $7 billion that take could sell for. But on paper, the value would probably be like good 4 And one reason is the, every team in the league is going to jump up at least 12% just based on that Broncos sale, because the Broncos sold for 12% more than what they were worth on paper. So that just tells you, you know, we were underestimating what NFL franchises were worth. And we're not taking into consideration that was $4.2 billion would have been a 12% jump for the Broncos. They sold for four point six. That extra four hundred million was like kind of a um you know, an extra tack on to expedite the process. We're not even counting that. If we counted that, every franchise would be going up seventeen percent at this point, which is crazy. Uh, but the Raiders do look like they have gone up quite a bit. I mean, if you look back um to you know, twenty years ago, the team was worth less than a billion dollars. And now potentially, you know, five, six, seven billion, four and a half billion on paper, like that's a quite a dramatic increase of all the things that have happened, but mostly, I mean, through the league, the league being valued higher, the franchise being valued higher, the revenues are coming in, but also the very, very favorable stadium deals the Raiders did, the revenue streams that opened up from CFOs and through season tickets and everything that they were able to sell, all the new marketing revenues, the stadium, stadium naming rights, all of that. All of those things drive up the price significantly. So, the Raiders are worth a lot of money. Now, why does it matter to to you, the fan? Um, it might not ever probably doesn't necessarily, but we've talked about Mark Davis being cash poor before on occasion, he's not not poor like he's not struggling to you know buy peanut butter on the weekend like like most families are. Um, but but there has been questions about you know was part of the Cleo Mac deal that they didn't have enough cash on hand to put an escrow. For the guaranteed money, we'll never know for sure, but that was certainly one of the rumors out there. And if you look at some of the really, really wealthy teams around the NFL, the Rams being the primary example, obviously that's the one that just won the Super Bowl. Like there is, and this has been a hot topic in some of the uh, some of the NFL circles recently. Particularly, uh, I will point out the Pat McAfee show kind of not uncovered this, but really started talking about it uh, with some of their insiders, and they've kind of got obsessed with it over the last couple of weeks. But the the cap or excuse me, the cash over cap concept where we know what they do. We, if you see what the Rams do, they pay a lot of bonuses up front, prorate those those bonuses over time against the cap, and then they can have all this money over the cap in a particular year and just kind of kick the can down the road. Well, the, the rich teams can do that because they have the cash on hand to do it, the value to do it. The Raiders really weren't in that position. But they don't have to do it right now because they obviously have some cap space. They're not really up against the number. But if in a year or two, if they feel like they they can just make three or four really significant moves that would put them over the top, they have the flexibility to do that based on their value and all the revenue streams that are coming in. So that's why I think this should be kind of noteworthy to people that they should just kind of keep that in the back of their mind. Like, Oh, the value of the franchise because of all these moves and all this that has been done has increased significantly to the point where maybe there is some flexibility in terms of making some of those moves that wasn't there before.
0: Let's let's repeat it. He's not selling the team.
1: No. Yes. Exactly. That, that's. I think. Uh, again. Stop with. Stop with the
0: yeah, emails. Yeah. Thank you. I Appreciate that. Uh, but
1: yeah, it's 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 not about whether it's going to sell the team. He's not at this point. Um, and let's let's not forget there is a lot of minority shareholders as well that would have a say in that. So um, no, that's not going to happen. But uh, also in researching the story, man, a lot of the history that I've learned about the franchise and the value, and the uh, the fact that Al Davis acquired his ten percent stake originally for eighteen thousand dollars back in the sixties. That is one hell of an investment.
0: <laughs> that's, that's kind of a big point. Ed. That's absolutely preposterous. What uh, yeah. before I let you go? what is the uh, dining plans? Where where do you like to die? Other than the other than the place right at the ballpark, you like anywhere in San Diego?
1: There's a bunch of spots. Uh, the old uh, Philippines Pizza Grotto in, in Little Italy is my most recommended spot down here. Uh, nice, nice. I phenomenal, know. Phenomenal, just traditional Italian food um it's great uh there's a lot of little uh you know i mean there's there's some touristy type spots that you know, aren't bad you get about the ballpark in particular like the Hodads and the Fills, that they have ballpark locations and uh, regular spots around town but um I, I try to try to find a little smaller independent spots get some tacos burritos that sort
0: of thing just to um you know keep uh keep money in the small businesses i was gonna say you're a man of the people you're trying to get back to the small business uh, company. Time. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know that Buzz is a small business, but we will spend a lot of time there.
0: All right, buddy. I want you to have a great time. Uh, I'm jealous. The wife is very upset. Uh, she doesn't know where you're getting these trips from. Uh, as we uh, we try to at least get to the Bay Area for a wedding, that's going to be a big trip for us this year with the family. That'll be really good. Four people in one room. You yeah, know that's going to go. Uh, tell, her,
1: but, uh, tell, her, tell her to cut off the kids financially and see how much money you have.
0: Well, we cut them off. We'll be living in Cabo. Uh, Best of luck and uh, have a great time. That's going to do for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal, Blue Wire. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir and my co-host, Adam Hill, Mr. San Diego, I'm Ed Graney. We'll talk to you soon.